What's up, everybody? This is, I suppose, a Billy Reacts. I know I got the Conspiracy Corner up back there. I've got the Fire Up the Mics, Far Corners, Billy Reacts, because I just did a Fire Up the Mics the other day. I never switched back my uh, thing back there. But let's say this is a Billy Reacts to the Twitter files. No particular order, whatever pops across my Twitter timeline, at N underscore discourse, is what captures my attention. So here we're looking at, uh, if you're watching, thank you for watching. If you're listening, thank you for listening. Now switch. Go, if you've been watching on YouTube or Rumble, go to Spotify or Apple Podcast and listen. If you've been listening on the podcast, Go to YouTube or Rumble, preferably YouTube. Rumble's a pain in the butt at the moment. And watch it there. Subscribe and follow on both uh, platforms, visual and audio. So that being said, at N underscore discourse, ND Studios on YouTube, Twitter thread from Barry Weiss. We've talked about Barry Weiss on our Neighbor the Discourse show before. This is, there's like a, there's a multiple part they're releasing. This is the Twitter files part five, the removal of Trump from Twitter. So Elon Musk is releasing all the internal information he has on when, where, why, how they decided to get rid of Trump from Twitter. And there's Barry Weiss. I believe the other gentleman's name is uh, Tabby. There's, uh, I think, Schellenberger. There, there are multiple people who are putting out this information to make sure it gets to the people. So thank you to them, to Musk, to whoever who is trying to right this potential wrong. So I'm going to read through. It's, it's 30 tweets. I'm not going to read it verbatim. You know, go to Barry Weiss, at Barry Weiss on Twitter. Read each thing. The video has the screenshot. I'm going to be scrolling through Twitter. So check this out here. <clears throat> Excuse me. Sorry about that. This is the t- thread from Barry Weiss, the Twitter files part five, the removal of Trump from Twitter. This was 21 hours ago. These are all from Barry Weiss. One, on the morning of January 8th, President Trump, with one remaining strike before being at risk, before being at risk of permanent suspension from Twitter, tweets twice. At 646, the 75 million great American patriots who voted for me, America first, and make America great again, will have a giant voice long into the future. They will not be disrespected or treated unfairly in any way, shape, or form. The second tweet comes at 744. To all those who have asked, I will not be going to the inauguration on January 20th. For years, this is tweet four. For years, Twitter had resisted calls both internal and external to ban Trump on the grounds that blocking a world leader from the platform or removing their controversial tweets would hide important information that should be able to see that the people, I skipped people last time as well. Removing the controversial tweets would hide information important to important that people should be able to see and debate. So they're saying they don't want to get rid of them. People should be able to see it and should be able to debate it. That was Twitter's stance, I believe, in 2019. Twitter uh, Tweet 5. I'm from Twitter. 
Our mission is to provide a forum that enables people to be informed and to engage their leaders directly, the company wrote in 2019. Twitter's aim was to protect the public's right to hear from their leaders and hold them accountable. So that was what Twitter's original motto was. But after January 6th, at um, Tabby and Schellenberger, they've documented pressure grew from both inside and outside of Twitter to ban Trump. They're descenders inside Twitter. So here's a conversation, I believe, between somebody who works from Twitter from China and someone they were talking to. This is on January 7th. Maybe because I'm from China, I deeply understand how censorship can destroy the public conversation. I understand this fear, but I also think it's important to understand that censorship by a government is very different than censorship of the government. The First Amendment in the U.S. and similar legislation in other countries with similar, con- with similar concepts exist specifically to prevent the government from silencing the people. I respect that, but realistically, we impose far stricter rules on effectively everyone else on this platform. We started labeling restructuring his tweets when they became a threat to democracy and seemed like that was our red line. Yesterday, he clearly attempted to overthrow our democratic system of government and showed no signs of remorse. This is, a, this is not a clear reason to suspend him, assign, uh, again, as an unhinged ruler attempting to subvert the most powerful democracy in the world. I'm not sure what we can do. So this person believes that the tweets, they're going to come up a couple more times. We will not be disrespected or or treated unfairly in any way, shape or form to those American patriots. That comes up again, that tweet there you see on the screen. So someone is saying, listen, I get it, but we shouldn't be doing this. There's no clear violation, but he did try to incite violence. And someone's like, "I, I don't agree with that. Uh, number eight, but voices like that one appear to have a distinct, appear to be a distinct minority within the company. Across Slack channels, many Twitter employees were upset that Trump hadn't been banned earlier. Slack is an app they were using to communicate internally. On Jan- after January 6th, Twitter employees organized to demand their employer to ban Trump. This quote, this is a lot of employee advocacy happening, said one Twitter employee. And then there's a uh, picture of a Slack channel. Tweet 10, quote, We have to do the right thing and ban this account, said another staffer. It's pretty obvious he's going to try to thread the needle of incitement without violating the rules, said another. And then you can see here, the last sentence, do the right thing, ban his account, ban his account. The last sentence. So the last sentence of Trump was, They will not be disrespected or treated unfairly in any way, shape, or form. That is the last sentence I believe they were speaking about. Uh, Tweet 11. In an early afternoon, in the early afternoon of January 8th, the Washington Post published an open letter signed by 300 Twitter employees to CEO Jack Dorsey demanding Trump's ban. We must examine Twitter's complicity in what President-elect Biden has rightfully termed an insurrection, said, uh, I believe is what the open letter says. Tweet 12. 
but the Twitter staff assigned to evaluate to evaluate tweets quickly concluded that Trump had not violated Twitter's policies. I think we'd have a hard time saying this is an incitement, wrote one staffer. Quote, it's pretty clear he's saying the American patriots are the ones who voted for him, not the terrorists, if we can say that, from Wednesday. Another staffer agreed, we do not see the incitement angle here. So they're going to staff saying, listen, incitement, he's trying to get people riled up, go, he's inside of the riot. And they're saying, or the, the insurrection, and there's some of them are saying, no, that's, that didn't happen. Tweet 15, quote, I am not seeing clear or coded incitement of Trump's tweet, wrote Anika Navaroli, a Twitter policy official. Quote, I'll, I'll respond to the election channels and say that our team has assessed and found no vios or violations for that DTJ, that Trump tweet. And then you see the picture here on Twitter. Tweet 16. She just, she does just that. As an FYI, safety has assessed Trump's tweet above and determined there is no violation of our policies at this time. Tweet 17. Later, Navaroli would testify to the House January 6th committee, quote, for months I had begging, I have been begging and anticipating and attempting to raise the reality that if nothing, if we made no intervention into what was occurring, people were going to die. So she is saying, she told the House committee, I told them we should do something. Yet she here anyway says, no, there's nothing wrong. We don't see a reason to go after him. Tweet 18. Next, Twitter's uh, Twitter safety team decides that Trump's 744 tweet is not a violation. They are unequivocal. Quote, it's no clear violation. It's just him saying he's not attending the resurrection. So maybe that's the last tweet they were talking about as far as he's not going, which means there could be something wrong. Again, I'm speculating because you'll see if you go read these tweets, they speculate big time as to what he is doing and weaving that in as a way to ban him. Tweet 19. To understand Twitter's decision to ban Trump, we must consider how Twitter deals with other heads of state, political leaders, including Iran, Nigeria, and Ethiopia. So in 2018, Ayatollah said Israel must be wiped off the face of the map. They're a cancerous tumor. That that tweet was neither deleted nor was it banned from Ayatollah. In 2020, Prime Minister, a Malaysian Prime Minister, says the Muslims have the right to end the lives of French people. Twitter deleted that tweet for glorifying violence, but did not deplatform um, the Prime Minister. And um, let me see here. Mohamedou Burry, president of Nigeria, incited violence against pro-Biafra groups. Those of us who were in the fields for 30 months, who went to war, will treat them, da-da-da. Uh, Twitter deleted that treat, but did not ban Burry. If I'm saying that wrong, I'm not sure. In 2021, Ethiopian prime minister said the citizens to take up arms. That tweet remained up. Like he's saying, take up arms, we're going after them. That was not banned or deleted. 
in 2021, Prime Minister Modi, gov- um, Prime Minister Modi's government said it's going to arrest Twitter employees in India if they reestablish accounts that were against him. Twitter did not ban Modi, so they're they're threatening violence, threatening things against other people, other world leaders. One tweet was banned. One tweet was deleted. Nobody was banned. Tweet 25. But Trump, but Twitter executives did ban Trump, even though key staffers said that Trump did not incite violence, not even in a, quote, coded way. Tweet 26. Less than 90 minutes after Twitter employees had determined that Trump's tweets were not in violation of Twitter policy, uh, Vijaya, Vijaya Gad, Twitter's legal head policy of trust, a uh, policy and trust, asked whether it could, in fact, be coded incitement for future violence. So here's the here's the Slack channel uh, from Gad or Gade. I'm sorry if I'm saying that wrong. Thanks. The biggest question is whether a tweet like this one that this morning from Trump, which is which isn't a rule violation on its face, is being used as a coded incitement for future violence. If you have any context or insight, we should consider I'm all ears. E.g. the term American Patriots, quote, they will not be disrespected or treated unfairly in any way, shape or form. This is an interesting question. I am going to speak with our team ASAP to see if we can run a quick survey to get reactions to the language contained in the tweet and get back to you. And then Gad, that was somebody replying to Gad or Gade. And the reply back was, I'm not sure if to rely on a survey. I worry about how that would be perceived externally. So she's saying, listen, see that? American patriots won't be denied. That could be coded for future incitement of violence, is what she's saying. A few, a few minutes later, Twitter employees on the scaled enforcement team suggest that Trump's tweets may have violated Twitter's glorification of violence policy, GOV, Glorification of violence policy if you interpret the phrase American patriots to refer to the rioters. So they're saying American patriots is code for rioter. Back to reading this tiny thing. Sorry, guys. Team Scale is asking if we would consider Trump's tweet of GOV, glorification of violence, if we consider American patriot to refer to the rioters up to that point. From my uh, point of view, my... um. Scale has said they understand our position and will continue to push their glorification of violence assessment with leadership. They see it as he is a leader of a violent extremist group who is glorifying the group and and its recent actions. So he is saying that whatever they do, they're going to link Trump to glorifying that under the provision, under the rule, glorification of violence. That he's not condemning it, meaning he is going to glorify. That's essentially what they're saying, in my opinion, anyway. Do you think we should square off government of, um, government GOV, glorification of violence in Trump's assessment, or would it be helpful at this point? Um, that's These are all redacted people talking to uh, Navaroli, Anika Navaroli, who we talked about earlier, I think it would be helpful to maybe have a write-up on what the assessment could look like. So they are trying to find ways to make what Trump has said, American patriots won't be denied anymore. We won't take it laying down, so to speak. And I'm not going to the resurre- I'm not going to the um, I'm not going to the inauguration today. They're trying to weave those statements into anything 
to make it look like he's inciting violence. Uh, Tweet 28. Things escalate from there. Members of the team came to, quote, view him as a leader of a terrorist group responsible for the deaths, violence comparable to Christchurch shooter or Hitler on the basis of the totality of his tweets. He should be deplatformed. Somebody actually wrote that. Uh, 29. Two hours later, Twitter, Twitter executives host a 30-minute all-staff meeting. Jack Dorsey and Vijaya Gade, Gad answer staff questions as to why Trump wasn't banned yet. But they make some employees angrier. So they explain, essentially, what I got from that was he hasn't really broken the rules. Just because they're upset doesn't make it right, the liberal, the liberal mindset. I'm mad, therefore I'm right. Uh, Tweet 30, the last one. Multiple tweets from Twitter employees have quoted the banality of evil suggested that people implementing our policies are like Nazis following orders, says Joel Roth to a colleague. So you see it on here to to tweet. He's essentially saying, remember how they said the Nazis, they weren't bad people. They were just following orders because they're complicit. They're saying that Trump, not Trump, that Gad and Dorsey are are not doing anything, and the people following those orders are like the Nazis. They're they're being told what to do rather than saying this is wrong. So that's 30 tweets from this section, um, part five. I do believe, however, there's another part five that I saw the other day. But, you know, that being said, what are your thoughts on that? They essentially used those tweets that morning as to why they were going to ban Trump. Okay, I'll read them to you one last time. These are the two tweets they put under safety, under glorification of violence, under incitement-coded phrases for future violence. At 646, the 75 million great American patriots who voted for me, America first, and make America great again, will have a giant voice long into the future. They will not be disrespected or tweeted or treated unfairly in any way, shape, or form. To all those who have second tweet, to all those who have asked, I will not be going to the inauguration on January 20th. They took those two. They took American Patriots, made it into incitement of rioters. They took we will not be disrespected as a coded future phrase and they are of, of violence, and that Trump won't be at the inauguration as a code for. There's going to be a problem. I'm not going to be there. That's what they weave together under their glorification of violence. Again, coded stuff where we read in these tweets that people were saying from other nations, go end these people. Okay, take up arms, do what needs to be done and not deleted, not deplatformed, not banned, nothing. All right. One tweet was the rest. No harm, no foul. Nobody was permanently banned. And here we are getting rid of Trump because of these things, okay? So that was thread five. I believe there's a second part to thread five. I proofread these things because my reading isn't the greatest. And what I read yesterday for thread five was different than this one. So I'm going to find that one as well and put that back out there. So what do you guys think? Was Trump properly deplatformed under glorification of violence for saying those last two tweets that he will not be at the inauguration? A coded phrase of, hey, go out there and do your thing. I won't be there. And that American patriots are rioters, that a giant voice, we won't be disrespected or treated unfairly 
in any way, shape, or form is code for future violence? Do you make those connections that the Twitter people made? I, I personally, <laughs> I do not see that at all. But that's it for this one from Barry Weiss, at Barry Weiss, W-E-I-S-S, B-A-R-I, at Barry Weiss, on Twitter. Go find her stuff. Find us at N underscore discourse, the low on the bottom hyphen, N underscore discourse. Check us out. And that is it. I will read more of these threads and put them out there for us to listen to. And a lot of people don't have Twitter or if you're not watching Fox, if you're watching MSNBC or CNN or reading New York Times or those liberal platforms, they have not once ever brought up the Twitter files. So I'll do our part. I will put our stuff out there to help get the information to those who aren't watching Fox or other main or other conservative platforms, you can say. That is it. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Please share, subscribe. You guys have a great day. 